That's my um, parent voice, that one, isn't it? Right. Uh, shall we just pray? Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for who you are. And we just pray, Lord, that as we continue this morning in this series on God's call, that we might, yeah, you would speak to our hearts as only you can for the glory of Jesus. Amen. How many of you have ever played um, that, sometimes you see it in newspapers, have you seen it? It's called Spot the Difference. How many of you have ever played that? Right? This was before we had electronic goods. This morning we're going to look at Timothy, and it's part of you know, the series on God's call. And you know, Timothy would be a great one to play spot the difference with, wouldn't he? Because I don't know about you, but there can be something slightly intimidating when we think about God's call on your life. You always imagine God speaks with this deep voice that rumbles heaven and earth when he calls people. And in fact, we've actually seen it, haven't we? We've seen God speak in the burning bush, God speak through the archangel, God speak through the voice from heaven. But Timothy's call is quite different. Timothy's call is basically the Apostle Paul phones him up and says, listen, there's something going on. Do you want to be part of it? No burning bush, no quaking in the boots. And there's something quite refreshing about it, isn't there? Because the key is, as we see in so much of Scripture, something that's seemingly small and can be passed over as perhaps not being so relevant, when God breathes into it, can become something that is absolutely life-changing and transformative for the whole world. Timothy was this young fella, and uh, he already was getting on with it, wasn't he? He was a believer. Um, he had the blessing of a grandmother and a mother, or you know, though you notice that the father was a Greek. But whatever that means, I just thought it sounded dramatic. And as I said, I find him a great encouragement to those of us who maybe feel that we're not sure what we have to offer God. What could, how could he really use me? What could I really do? What difference could I make? And I find Timothy a real, real encouragement to those of us like that. I mean, maybe, we're, maybe you're sitting there Maybe you're looking at me and you're thinking he's a bit rough around the edges. Actually, I should say that I haven't got that many edges because I've smoothed most of them out with some serious training, but just think about that for a moment. Maybe we're a bit shy. Maybe we're even socially awkward. Maybe we don't know the answer to every question that someone might ask us 
if we were to open our mouths for Jesus. Maybe we've made mistakes. Maybe we're gonna make mistakes. You know, you know that type? You know the people I'm talking about? You know what I call them? Ordinary people. Timothy's an ordinary person. He wasn't a Pharisee of Pharisees, and that's great for those who are, and God had a purpose in those. But Timothy could walk in here this morning, and you know what? You probably wouldn't even notice. I just want to draw three simple observations from um, a little bit from the text that Zoe read so wonderfully, but also from other parts. Just three things I want to talk about. The first is this. Timothy was already ready. Timothy was already ready. Did you notice that when he was already a disciple, he was already getting on with it. He was already serving God where God had put him. And there's a great truth about that, isn't there? That we should get on with doing the things that God has asked us to do wherever he put us. Even prior to being in the place that we think God is somehow gonna call us to. Yeah? Might be school, might be at work, might even be at home. Let me ask you a question. Do I need to pray, when I, when I go out and I meet someone, maybe that I haven't met before or that I don't know very well, do I need to pray whether or not to share Jesus with them? But sometimes we almost get trapped into it. Lord, just let me know if you want me to share your good news. It's a given, isn't it? Timothy was doing that. Whenever and wherever we can. That should be our standard, isn't it? Whenever and wherever we can. Um, many years ago when we were on OM, they, uh, they had a kind of a mantra and uh, it was called, um, I'll probably get it wrong, it's so long ago. They put us into things called A-teams, right? You were in an A-team. This was before the, uh, probably, even, oh no, it wasn't before like the A-team on TV anyway. So, <laughs> this A-team, and A-team stood for anything, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. Just get on with the gospel. That's it. And uh, I found it very, very helpful. But there's a key, and it's a key that you, you read when we read about Timothy's grandmother and his mother. The gospel had grabbed Timothy's heart. And that was all he needed for his call. And he was getting on with it. When we are in Christ, 
2 Corinthians says, the old has gone and new has come. So do you know what? If you are in Christ this morning, you are totally, fully equipped for what he wants you to be doing today. Sometimes we get worried about what he wants me to do tomorrow that I forget about today. Just let's focus on today. Timothy was already ready. Right, number two. Timothy was willing to sacrifice to identify. Sound corny, don't they? Sacrifice to identify. I, I, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Paul says, Timothy, you up for it? Timothy says, yeah. He says, right, I'll just circumcise you and so that you won't be a stumbling block to the Jews. Right, that's all I'm saying about that. <laughs> what? Is the heating too hot here? What is God asking of you and me to get on with it? What is he asking you and me to sacrifice? Perhaps it's money. Perhaps it's lifestyle. Perhaps, you know, you can't go out clubbing every night of the week. Now, I realise that most of us probably uh, haven't been clubbing for a while, but... How about our time? That's the biggie, isn't it? What if God asks you and me to sacrifice our time? When we learn to sacrifice our time, then we determine our future. Let me say that again. When we learn to sacrifice our time for his glory, we learn to determine our future. The more time you and I spend doing kingdom stuff, the more enriched and purposeful and meaningful will be our lives. And the more meaningful and purposeful will be the life of this community here. That we spend time just wanting to share Jesus. But whatever the sacrifice that we give God, let me say it is precious. Maybe it's not time for you, maybe it's something else. Whatever it is, if you are willing to sacrifice what God is asking you to sacrifice, it is precious. And the other thing I would say is this, that nothing that we sacrifice for God's glory is wasted. We do, I don't know about you, my life is full of things that basically are just thrown on the fire and burnt up at the end of the day because they're just useless. Nothing we sacrifice for God's glory, individually or corporately, will be wasted. Let me, um, let me give you an example. Wendy already mentioned it, but let me give you an example of 
willing to sacrifice. Hannah. Now, Hannah had lots of good relationships. She had lots of friends. She had a job. She had a plan for the future. And the key was Hannah also had an obedient and servant-orientated heart when the call came. Isn't that the only difference? An obedient and servant-orientated heart. We do, well, I didn't, but most of, most of us do sacrifice every year, don't we? We call it Lent, right? If you're not from Church of England, catch up, you'll get there eventually. Took me a while, but you know, right? This Lent thing, and we go, I'm willing to sacrifice. And we sacrifice something dramatic, don't we? For the furtherance of the kingdom, like chocolate or something like that. There is nothing wrong. But you know, what we're saying is we're saying, Lord, I wanna, I wanna speak to myself and to you, and I wanna say that actually you are the most important thing that I need in my life. Without you, I cannot carry on. And that's a good thing. Can you imagine what your life and what my life and what the witness of this church would be if we daily lived lives of sacrifice that the gospel would be furthered? Can you imagine that? Oh, I'll be honest with you, I can't imagine that. I don't sacrifice very much at all and I see God do amazing things. Imagine if all of us lived every day willing to sacrifice whatever it was he called us to sacrifice. Wouldn't that be an incredible thing? Okay, number three. Timothy's opportunity came as a result of change. Now, if we'd gone back a little bit in the story of Acts, we would have found that Paul and his co-worker Barnabas had a bit of a disagreement, right? And that disagreement led to them basically parting ways. We could do a whole study on that. Um, and when I was writing this out, I actually spent more time on Paul and Barnabas than I did on Timothy because it's so fascinating. And one of the reasons it's fascinating is because we are often confronted with what happens if, what happens if one of my co-workers, what happens if Bill, right, I'm talking to Bill and he says, I think we should go in this direction. And I think, no, I think we should go in this direction. Does that make Bill an evil person? No, it doesn't. He loves the Lord as I love the Lord. And you see, you can have two people who love the Lord who actually choose to go in two different directions. And the thing is, the gospel is not impacted by that. It's actually expounded, expanded by it. Because now, instead of us both going in the same direction, we're going and we're both sharing Jesus. And this is basic, that, that's a synopsis of basically what I think it is anyway. But the point is this. 
As a result of that falling out, Timothy received his call. So there was an opportunity. Now, I think when you read about Timothy, you see that he was someone, like I say, who had a ministry. He was seemingly surrounded by people who loved him. And let me tell you, when you're in ministry, if you are seemingly surrounded by people who love you, there is a great temptation to stay exactly there. Because you don't want to be surrounded by people who don't love you or who challenge you. But Timothy said, no, hang on a minute. Rather than what I want, I want what God wants. And so he embraced change. He said, you know what? Let's stand up. Let's do something. Let's go. Perhaps he saw the potential. Change, any change, can bring a certain degree of anxiousness to our lives. We just need to remind ourselves that God says, I am with you. And he also says, do not be anxious. Now, let me just finish this up with this. Timothy went on to join Paul on some of his missionary journeys and to lead a church. And it was interesting because that church he led was not so easy for Timothy. Now, perhaps because he was a young man, I don't know, perhaps whatever. But that's the call. The call is not that everything's going to be smooth sailing. The, the call is, are you going to stand up for Jesus? And that's the call that's on us as well. Imagine being a young fella. Sorry, fella is Kiwi for man. Imagine being a young man dedicating his life to the service of God and running a church these days. You'd, you'd have to be a mug, wouldn't you? Okay, let's end it here. Can I just say this to you and to me? God's call is not determined by your ability. God's call is not determined by your ability. I believe it's determined by your willingness. And I find that incredibly encouraging. God does not need another guitarist. But what he wants is someone who says, here I am, use me. I find that really encouraging. And this is the final thing I'll say. God has, for the time being, as Wendy reminded us through the intercessions, left us in a world that is hurting and broken and confused, hasn't he? Have you ever known the world like it is now? But here's a question. You'd think there was a reason that he did that, wouldn't you? And I think we're the answer. I think the answer to the world's problems is God calling ordinary people like you and I just to share his love in any way that we can, frail and fragmented as it might be. 
Don't ever, ever, ever think that you are not able to be used and hear the call of God in your life. Let's pray.